back to Talk in Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. We're discussing season three, episode six, It Ain't Easy Being J.D. McCoy. Original air date, November 5th, 2008, written by Bridget Carpenter and directed by Patrick R. Norris. In this episode, the new quarterback, J.D. McCoy, becomes a victim of hazing. Matt and Julie get closer after spending some time together at the lake, and a woman claims that Cash owes her child support. Cashy. Before, before we came on, Liz said she looked at her notes, and they were all over the place, and that made me LOL, and you were LOLing. All over the place. All over the place because I was sick last week. I had re- watched this episode like, you know, two days before I got sick and then we weren't able to record it and I haven't had time to go back and rewatch it. So and and this is the first time in a while that I took notes where I just like literally just talked into my phone. So it's funny where some words obviously are misspelled and like don't really make any sense. But I was like, oh, wow, I was feeling a lot. When I was watching this, I was feeling a lot and I can't wait to discuss and maybe my feelings are different now. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, post sickness and <laughs> clear thoughts. I love that when you do the voice to text. Is that where you were doing voice yeah. to text? Because it's too much for me to write it. Yeah. And I just want to speak as and then it's also picking up what they're saying on the TV and uh-huh. what I'm saying so it's just it's just funny. It's like a word vomit, but I understand it, I think. We'll see. Yeah, for me, every time I do that, it always messes up my words. Yeah. And it never fully understands what I'm saying. I'm like, come on, Siri, what's going on? And you know what's been happening to me recently? Because of the update, my phone will be down. And if I have like a text open, it will start like if I lightly tap it or the littlest touch it'll start recording my conversation and typing it out in the text and i've had to stop it and i'm like whoa i don't like that that's way too sensitive for my liking yeah it also took me like at least a day to figure out the voice (laughs) memos i'm sorry the voice text you know um yeah mm -hmm. because i was holding it down and then I would release it and then it was gone. And I was like, yeah. I literally just said this four times. It would have been quicker if I typed it now. Right. So yeah, some adjustments with the stupid update. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they'll get their shit together. All right, so let's talk about this hazing situation. Uh, it's part of being a new Panther. So the older players enlist JD and the newbies to do the naked mile. Did you ever have to do anything like this? Like we didn't go away to college. Me and you like live the same experience. So no. I guess this is a thing. Yeah, I don't know. We didn't have to do anything like this. I didn't do anything like this in high school or in college or post, like nothing like that. I mean, we both went to commuter schools, but yours was, I think, I don't want to say more legit. I mean, I also went to a legit college (laughs) and I know they had like sororities and fraternities. I just didn't pledge. Did Did St. Joe's have that? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Um, if they did, I wasn't aware or friends with anyone that was in it. So, yeah, so we wouldn't know. We wouldn't know. But yeah. OK, so they give JD on the Naked Mile the job of going to the field house to grab a picture. And as JD goes in there, coach is there and he gets caught. And so coach ends up driving him home. Yeah, but. 
I know Coach knows that this happens. And he said to JD, like, oh, you're so you're stupid enough to fall for them hazing you. I'm like, well, what's he going to do? Here's where it gets weird, right? So, like, Coach knows that this happens and calls JD out for it. But then he, Coach goes to Riggins the next day and tells him, like, listen, you are the captain. And so if you accept him, the team will accept him. Meaning don't do the hazing anymore. Right. But that's not how Tim took it. Tim was like, I got to show this kid a good time because I'm leaving my legacy here. Right. And also Tim is going to do things his way, even though he has JD's best interest at heart and obviously wants to show up for coach. But Tim has a very different way. So Tim takes him on his tour, his version of Dylan, which was like, this was probably the one of the best parts of the episode. Right? Yeah. This tour included the landing strip, Fran's hamburgers, where the real rally go- girls hang out. He's like, I hope you know what that means. Uh, he tells him, go to this bar if you ever need a drink. Lisa lives down the road. You'll know when you need her. You'll, you'll know Lisa. <laughs> it was really good. Then Tim, he tries again to uh, get JD to come out to his first game. I mean, after the first game and Joe interferes in the locker room, which is super awkward and he doesn't get to go out with the guys. Joe is so overbearing and it's like helicopter parent status. And also just the amount of times Joe shows up in the locker room on the field to watch. It's like read the room and coach doesn't like it either. Yeah, I, I know that they're not used to that. But I'm used to dance moms. So like this to me was like, this is normal, normal stuff. He's especially because he's so young. It's not like he was a senior, even if he was a senior. But, you know, he's like, oh, this is my kid. Now he's QB1 and he's got a lot going on. And I want to support him and make sure that I am there every step of the way. Because clearly he's not an adult. He can't speak for himself. He can't handle a lot at once because what 14-year-old yeah, Ken. that's true. So it didn't really um, phase me that much that Joe is such a part of the the experience for him. But I get that it's not really what they do here. And coaches are like, mm, this is my thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm the coach. You stay on the sidelines. It's almost like too many cooks in the kitchen, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a school dance coming up which Tammy is chaperoning. And throughout this episode, we see her trying to get Coach to go. Ultimately, he does end up showing up, and it's very sweet. And they have they share a dance and the sweet rapport between the both of them. Lila also wants to go to this dance because it's the last one. They are seniors. And Tim ultimately decides and says, yes, I will go. It was very sweet. I have to say, like, I don't love Tim and Lila. They're not my couple. But... Her wearing her dress and the cowboy boots and wanting to go to the dance and Tim being like, are you going to wear something cute like that? I will go. I liked it. I did. I liked it. I liked it because I like when couples are attracted to each other and, you know, you very easily become best friends, brother, sister. It happens to the best of us. You know, that's a solid long-term relationship. It's fun to see, and I enjoyed seeing him being like, wow, she's 
hot and I'm still so into her. I mean, it's been not that long, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, that's actually really sweet. And I think if it was me, I would really appreciate my boyfriend at the time, like telling me that he thinks I'm still really cute and hot. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I liked it. Too. What what happens at the dance? I could predict and it little it bothered me a little bit and I'm sure we'll get to it. Um, well, yeah, they they get to the dance and uh, Tim has other motives and he sees Yeah, like that It sucks. Me. Like he sees JD and he's like, "No, let's go to this party. Like we'll have more fun here. Lila, let's go." And Lila's upset by it, but she ultimately agrees and She's like, all right, fine, like, whatever, we will go. And Tim, I think, is just so on this mission to fulfill his purpose of I have to have JD fit in and have the team accept him. And this is the only way I know how to do this. Let's get him drunk. Let's have him party. Yeah. I guess I didn't think of it as something to do with JD. I thought of it as Tim being selfish. Really? And maybe it's good that you've talked, like we're talking about this because that's not my first time and also a week ago watching it. I interpret it as I am Tim. I didn't really want to go to this thing. We stayed all of five minutes. I promised my girlfriend we would go, but also it's like, well, I really just want to leave and I felt badly for Lila because this is literally her last dance of her high school career. It does mean obviously way more to her than it did Tim. And the fact that he up and just left and was like forcing her to leave her senior dance. I was upset by that. And like, I don't know. It just it rubbed me the wrong way. And then they when all said and done, they go to a party, which, yeah, great. We could have went to this party a little bit later on. After you guys had a couple of punches and had a couple of slow dances and just appeased your girlfriend. But now that you're showing me, well, he wanted to just give JD the best experience he can before Tim leaves, it makes more sense to me. So I have to renegotiate some things in my brain no, about Tim Riggins. For not this at all. I totally see what you're saying. I just took it as him fulfilling the role of that he best know how of, okay, let's take JD out. The team will be there. This will be a good way to show him how the Panthers work and kind of get coach off his back. Like if everyone accepts JD in a party scene, they will respect him out on the field. And I think that's what Tim was trying to do here. They could have stayed a little bit longer, like at least do one dance. I mean, we could have done that. I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah. Ultimately, they get to this dance and Tim leads JD like, hey, go have some fun. I do appreciate that they do take care of him. Like he gets he does get too too drunk. He gets shit faced. Probably and his, yeah, his first he, time. First time you get real, real. Mm. <laughs> Lila and Tim clock that they do care for him. They do take him home. We don't see what happens at home, but we do see the next day in church where Joe goes up to coach and has JD apologize for getting too intoxicated and how this is going to affect him on the field, which is so uncomfortable. Yes. Um, was it manipulative of Joe to have done that? I don't know. It felt like what everyone has been telling me about Joe, and obviously I don't know him all that well, that this 
maybe is like for ulterior motives, bringing it to Coach's attention because he wants something from this situation. He wants Tim kicked off the team or something like that that will benefit his child. I was thought it was interesting that he made him apologize to Coach, though. And JD was like, yeah, I'm really embarrassed and I'm sorry that I let you down. And I just, I don't know how to feel about it. I wonder if my parents would have done the same thing. I don't think so. They wouldn't, they would reprimand me for sure, but they wouldn't make me go then apologize to whoever it was that I disrespected in a way. Yeah. Because ultimately, I guess because, again, this team and the this is the town is the football and he is now his QB one. He's got a lot of responsibility, a lot of people watching him. And so maybe it was an embarrassment to coach that JD did get that shit faced and didn't look good maybe for the team. But that's about it. Yeah, but the thing is no one knew this didn't, this wasn't reflected on the, on the field. Right. It's just all the kids, like all the kids hanging out, getting together. Like they're not going to No, that's the point of a team. Like we'll take care of you. Just show up at practice on Monday. This was Sunday at church. You know, it was just so uncomfortable. Keely, she says, I just wanted to say I love a drunk J.D. McCoy. The poor kid is so serious about football. He isn't even living life. And I know a lot of that is his father. We all need to be young and let loose. And I'm glad he has Tim showing him the ways. Do you guys remember the first time you got drunk? If my parents knew I was drunk, they didn't say anything, which I'm extremely grateful for. Do you remember your first drunk experience? Uh, my first drunk experience. I remember like my first drink was a Corona beer. I was like 14 at like a basement party. I went to like another high school's party. But I like very much babysat that beer. I was like, little sips, afraid to sip it too much because I was afraid I would be like intoxicated. You know, I come from a a mother who put the fear, the fear of God in you at a very young age. So I was afraid to really, you know, go there with the alcohol. So I don't really remember my first like really drunk experience, even though I've had quite a few in my lifetime. (laughs) Yeah, my first drunk experience was on a cruise with our friend Kyle. And the way it worked, we had our friend with us who was over 21 and they bought a lot of alcohol. And then that alcohol is delivered to your door the day before you dock. And so you have this day at sea and you have all this alcohol, and so we drank it, and Kyle and I ran amok all over the boat. We had no shoes on. We're walking up the stairs with a cup, and we're like, why is our water falling out of our hole? Where is the hole? Like, it was ridiculous, <laughs> but I, I'm glad it was, like, in a safe environment. And my mom was there because my cousin was puking. My cousin and my sister, they were two years younger than us, so... Sam didn't drink, but my cousin did. It was a mess. A good, a a safe mess. I will say that. A safe mess. Mike wants to know, what type of person were you at parties in high school slash college? Were you the one who sticks in the group of people you know? The one who mingled or the center of attention playing all the drinking games? Oh, no, I don't mingle. No, no mingling. Did I ever tell you the story (laughs) when I went to a party? It was aunt's old elementary friend 
Is that the party that they all got into a fight at? No, no. It was oh. me, Andrew, Aunt, and Ricky. And it was at this house party that we, I don't know any of these people. And all they wanted to do was go to the basement and smoke. So I was like, peace out. I went off. I made up a whole story of who I was, pretended I was solo, single, got on a beer pong table, and then was like sexting with this guy just to mess with him because he was so <laughs> gross. I called him Zach Morris. And then Aunt was like, okay, it's time to go. And I'm like, you got to learn how to cool. hang out and have some fun. That was probably my favorite yeah. like party moment. I'm envious of that That's a little good. bit. I'm not one to venture out all that much. I get afraid of talking to people. <laughs> but if I've had alcohol, then I'm I'm obviously way way better at it. It just Yeah, I mean, I'm on I'm on the tables. I used to be back in the day. I used to play all the games. I love games. Drinking games are the bla- a blast. Yeah. I think now we whenever I have a party, it's the same people and so we all mingle with each other. It's the it's same the mingle. Sa- We're it's all the, the same mingle. mingle. Exactly. It's the same mingle for like 25 I know. <laughs> it, there's a great comfort in that. But Definitely. that party, though, uh, I was the sober one. That's why I had so much fun because I, had, I was the wow. DD. So I was like, peace out. I am going to go reinvent myself for the night. I love that. I love that so much. All right. Let's talk about our favorite new couple, Erin and Jason Street. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Erin um, and Noah head back east. Can you believe that this happened so soon? I, I guess. She's going to live with her parents. Jason assures her that he's going to make such a good profit from flipping this house. But between communication issues and Billy feeling that Jason is being too bossy, Jason has this whole inner dialogue of did he make the right decision he bumps into coach at the hardware store where coach can't even believe what he's hearing like i'm sorry you're flipping a house with the riggins boys and herc yeah what uh and then coach comes by to see the reno and this is actually a really great scene because we see coach still being a coach to jason giving him these words of wisdom of like, listen, you're doing a great job. You're 20 years old. How are you supposed to know what you're doing? And I was like, thanks, coach. I feel this. Yeah. I needed to hear this today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel about the exchange between Erin? I didn't even write her name. I go, Jason's friend or whatever she is in my notes. Erin and Jason, I felt like she was his mother. Oh, like in what way? The way she like for lack of a better term stood over him in a way where i know but in a way where she (laughs) was like this is my kid we're going so sorry like kind of just i don't know she i don't feel any passion there not whatsoever i feel nothing for these two and you know how much i love jason it's not jason and you know what it's not aaron either it's just these two do not mix they just don't. In my in my eyes, I feel absolutely nothing for them. I feel terrible that Jason now has to go travel to see his son, potentially. Yeah. But well, yeah. also, how about we open season three and just give us a little bit of Aaron and Jason if we're supposed to ship them? Right. I would like to know her more and I don't. I know Jason yeah. well enough now, but I don't know her and I don't feel like 
she's a good fit for him. And I feel badly that he feels like he has to settle for yeah. that because she has his baby. I don't know. It's it's so hard because I feel the same. But uh, again, watching this after you said it, but I also know what happens. It's it's like, I don't know if I feel bad for Jason because I don't think Jason feels bad that and thinks he's settling. No, I know he doesn't. I just am watching you know, it I as know. a viewer and I'm like, no, no, I agree. dude. That's not the it. That's not it. It's not it. It's not it. And they no. like tried to have that like passionate kiss moment and I was like, ugh, it just wasn't for me. No. <laughs> no for me, dog. It's no, no. Me. I mean it's it is really sweet. The you know, the boys end up arguing about the pricing and they overhear Jason singing to Noah over the phone. Oh. It was so sweet. Like he's just we love him with this baby. It's just weird with Aaron. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it is. It's just weird. It's just not yeah. a good dynamic. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just the personality of Aaron. If we got someone who was a little bit different, then maybe it would feel different. <laughs> yeah. For I agree. Me. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Grandma Saracen, she's not happy about Matt being QB2 and gives her peace of mind as they bump into Coach and Julie at the supermarket. But as she ends up saying, it's really hard to be mad at you, Coach Taylor. So things are okay. Matt and Julie end up skipping the dance. They hang out at the lake and they share dinner by the fire and they have veggie hot dogs, (laughs) which I just had to make note of that. That was great. That was great. And then they make out and spend the night together. Did they sleep together? I think so, but also, where's the protection? Where's the protection? You know you didn't have the protection. Where's the protection? And also, your parents are not worried. You're not home. You're leaving grandma by herself. Well, I guess Shelby. Shelby maybe stopped by. She doesn't live there. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, where the fuck do these parents think that they are? Especially Tammy, who is very much on top of Julie. But Julie just has that attitude like, I don't give a shit attitude. She doesn't care if she walks in at three o'clock in the morning. Tammy will reprimand her. She doesn't care. But this was it wasn't random. But it was um, abrupt for me. I was like, oh, 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 okay. We're like jumping into like rolling around on the ground. <laughs> but did you like it? Because I liked it. I like these two together. I'm impartial. Like, I feel um, I I still have to warm up to them being together again. But if okay. they're both going to be happy and figure this out this time, then we're cool. I feel it's a good match. Vic wants to know, do you think this is a one-time thing? Um, I mean, they exchanged glances at church the next they day. They did. They they did. They were like, oh, we liked what happened. Hey. Whatever that may be. I mean, granted, you don't need to have intercourse to do things. So they mm-hmm. could have done something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my little mommy eyes was like, ugh. Protection. Where is your protection? Never protection on any also of these outside shows. on the ground. Yeah. Ew, bugs. You know me. Like the bugs in the holes. Absolutely no. not. No. <laughs> the bugs. I can't. The bugs and the holes. The holes. The bugs, and the bugs in the bugs in the holes. Yeah, I, I gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> many holes, many crevices, bugs. I totally. Yeah, I get exactly. What you're, especially because they were by a lake. You know, there's like even more bugs by a lake. Oh my god, the flies, Ooh. the gnats. Yeah, not for me. 
But no, same. Um, same. I wanted to love that moment. I felt it was a hair awkward for me. The way they started making out was a hair awkward for me. The setup. Okay. I would have liked to see like a very slow, lean in, sweet, romantic thing. You know, Alyssa likes the slow, the slowness. But it was kind of just like attacking, attack. We attacked each other. <laughs> well, I think it's like I've missed you. This is pent up. Yeah. And they're awkward. These two are awkward beings. They're not suave and romantic and charming. You're absolutely right. I don't know who I was pretending they were. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Crucifictorious is back, but having some issues. Landry's bandmates don't understand Landry's new song and lyrics, and so his drummer and bassist quit. The drummer comes back, and they need to find a new bassist. So Devin, she auditions and gets the role, and she's just Flipping awesome. She's freaking cute. Love Devin. They end up hanging out at the dance and she gives Landry some insight on his song lyrics and says, like, maybe you need to move on from this girl. And by the way, is she at this dance? And Landry says, no. no. <laughs> so Kate and Mike both want to know, do you think there is a romance on the horizon for Landry and Devin? And will Tyra end up messing it up again like she did when he was with Jean? Well... There's for sure going to be a romance, but I don't <laughs> think Tyra will mess it up this time. I think Tyra is really done with Landry, unfortunately. Okay. I think, obviously, her heart right now is with Cash. Well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think she needed she needs Landry in her life, but she doesn't need him romantically in her life. She needs him as best friend, confidant, shoulder to cry on, my person, as an I love you as my best friend. I don't think mm -hmm. she loves him anymore, unfortunately, in the way that he loves her. While that may um, really end up hurting their friendship, I think, down the line, because he's always going to want more and she's not going to give him that anymore. So I think Devin would be a great choice. She is super freaking cute. And I think they're compatible, at least having the music part in their lives. So I look forward to getting to know her more. You know, she seems like cool gal and a good singer. And she's so exciting. cute. I love her. Yeah. I love Devin. Yeah, she's cute. Tyra, she does a great job setting up the dance. She was given this role. But she's left sad when a woman shows up to her house demanding to see Cash and says that he owes her child support. So in earlier in the episode, we see Cash offering to pay for her college applications, which is 150 per, which is a lot of money. Angela is impressed by this. They were out all shopping for a wedding dress for Mindy. Uh, Mindy has some choice fashion moments. Tyra says, Mindy, I love you, but I can see your crack. I rolled. That was the <laughs> greatest so thing funny. ever. The greatest thing. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. Kate wants to know, would you have accepted Cash's money to help pay for college applications? Under what circumstances would you accept financial help from someone you were dating? Uh, when you're married to them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good answer. Even, even now, I'm like, oh, I don't want to take any money from you. That's my money Same. and that's your money. And we have money together. Um, yep. But I'm also Same. 33 years old. So I can't relate to being 17 and having a boyfriend that has just some cash lying around, literally. So 
Um, I definitely would have not have taken it from him. And if for some chance he like slipped it into my bag and I didn't know or something like that, I was still, I think immediately would have given it back to him because I would not want to owe someone money and especially someone who is my quote boyfriend, I guess. So I guess their boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, but the fact that Tyra is student body president, is that her title or she, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is her baby is having to make this dance up and then Cash doesn't have any decency to even attempt to go with her. Like this was her project. This is a big thing for her. And he says, yeah, yeah I'm not really interested in that. If you really cared, you would make an effort to go, even though it sucks and you're a little bit older, which, by the way, Zach Rorig does not look older than any of these other people. They keep referencing him like he's so much older. I'm like, he looks 10, but whatever. Maybe give him a little scruffy scruff. I don't see it as him being this like older guy. <laughs> well, he's he's friends with Billy and they went to school together. Right. So, and how old is Billy? I, I don't know. 20s? If early that, 30s? maybe mid mid 20s? Really? I don't because because if he was late 20s, early 30s dating a high schooler? It wouldn't Tyra? work. It wouldn't work. That is so inappropriate and that's why he definitely shouldn't go to the dance. That's Absolutely true. not. That's true. So, also he's just so far from high school life. He's like I'll hang out with you after. Yeah. You're right. And I didn't put that into perspective as like yeah, he is actually older than I think he is. Yeah, I think so. Just inappropriate. Mm. We don't we haven't talked about how inappropriate the aging is. Oh, well. I should try to see. The if, whole thing uh, is the ick. Yeah. It, it it's the, that's a good way to describe <laughs> it. The whole thing is the ick. Tyra ends up breaking up with him. I do like though, I do want to mention we had a cute friendship scene of Tyra and Julie at Applebee's talking about the situation and Julie trying to make not light of the situation, but just like maybe it's his sister, you know, about the woman coming. Like I, I just liked seeing them together because I know last week you and Vic were saying we haven't had a friendship moment yeah. between these two. Yeah, I mean, so, she did that perfect best friend thing. Yeah. Like, well, maybe it's his sister. Like, like don't jump yeah. to the conclusions. Maybe this is, you know, not what you think it is. And um, he says it's not. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, so Cash shows up and he says, she's, you know, after the dance to Tyra, like, listen, this woman's lying. I hooked up with her five years ago. There's no way that's my baby. I left town because she kept stalking me. I have no reason to be dishonest with you. Will wants to know, is Cash for real or is he fronting? Like, what do you believe here? Well, I think I know something about it. You do? What do you know? Because I don't know. Really? I think yeah. it is his kid. Huh. Because I'm pretty sure Zach Rorig talked about it at Epics. I also could be making that up. I could have sworn he said something like, and then he leaves with his baby thing. I don't know. I could be making You also up. thought he was in a cult. He said that. Zach definitely said that. But maybe he I meant it remember. as if like... The cowboy life is culty. Maybe he meant it in that way. I don't know. I guess maybe I misheard. Maybe my brain was like, don't fully pay attention to what he's saying because you don't want to spoil things for yourself. I'm not sure. But there's a part of me that thinks 
that it will end up being his baby because let's be honest, I don't think he's going to be around come season four. Yeah. And he's going to have to go and Tyra and him are going to have to break up. That's my prediction. I mean, it's a great prediction. Thanks. I, I, I'm trying to remember what happened. I, I only watch a week ahead. Right. So, so I don't know. It's as new to you as it is to me. Especially that part. No effing clue. <laughs> Barely remember Cash. Anyway, all right, let's go into our segments. What was your favorite quote of the episode? It was, um, oh, Mindy, I love you, but I can see your crack. Uh, I have, it's hard to be mad at you, Coach Taylor. Lorraine said that. I also loved, I don't want to hang on to anybody. And that was Tyra. And I'm like, girl, listen to your words. Yes. Yeah, follow that intuition. Mm -hmm. And even when she shared it with Tammy, Tammy's like, I'm so sorry you're hurt. I don't want you to be hurt and upset. You know, when she shared it with her at the dance. Yeah. Right. She's like, I didn't want that to happen. Yeah. Like, I wasn't rooting for that to happen. It just sucks that, of course, it had to happen. Yeah. Who is your MVP in this episode? Um, a week ago, Alyssa picked Matt. <laughs> really? I think because he finally was like, I'm ready to explore something new, not be QB1 and have that persona is all I know. And then him being bold enough to be like, hey, Julie, you want to like actually like, didn't say it, but like basically go on on a date again with me and then made the moves or they equally made the moves, I guess. I don't know. I guess I was proud of him a week ago. <laughs> okay. I chose Coach for giving the speech to Jason and also the sweet moments with Tammy at the dance. Yeah. I really appreciated him this episode. He finally got there. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> Who was your shittiest? Who was last week Alyssa's shittiest? Last week Alyssa's shittiest was Tim. Okay. I was, thought he was being a little selfish and very childish. And I was looking to see a little bit of a different side from Tim being that he's going to be a graduating senior. We need to like mm-hmm. wake up a little bit. Wow. Mm-hmm. I chose Joe for being this overbearing, cringy parent. We had votes for Joe and Billy. Okay. Mm-hmm. For Billy not listening, and then yeah. when Billy stapled the the gun Ooh, into yeah. his hand. Oh, that sucked. Oof. Oh, gosh. And how about, I think it was Billy who was like, why'd you give us the upstairs job to oh, Herc and Jason? I, I had that in my notes. I was like, that whole exchange was hysterical. Oh, when my Jason's God. like, I'm just going to pretend you didn't say anything like that. Yeah. It was yeah. so good. We're going to move on from there. Because... The five of them flipping a house should it's just perfect. be a comedy. I would it's, like to have seen that more. Four, four of them. Four, four of them. them four of them. Yeah. I would like to see more of that and the, the tag team and the goofiness uh, than anything else right now. I really enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, I, I agree. I absolutely agree with you. What was your favorite moment with Coach um, or Mrs. Coach this episode? I did have the... It's funny, my coach's corner a week ago was coach talking to Tim about how he needs to step up and how he's not going to be a Panther for much longer and to treat JD and the team with respect. But now I'm thinking it's probably the conversation between him and Jason. (laughs) I mean, both are good. Both are good. 
Yeah. I do want to give a shout out. Let's go over to our Bettys. I want to give a shout out to Kate. She wrote us a very sweet email this week, Mm. thanking us for the podcast. And I just really enjoyed her words. She always reaches out to us every week and she gives comments and questions. And she's actually going to be our guest patron next week. So I'm very excited about that. Also want to wish Lisa a very happy birthday on the 12th. Oh, the love girl. Happy birthday, Lisa. Uh, But Liz, who is our booster of the week? Who are we supported by? Booster of the week. You're a total booster. This week, we actually are supported by our forever friend, Jess. Jess. It's been a long time um, that I've represented her on the platform. It's She's also uh, coming back into the swing of things of listening to the podcast again and catching up. And it's just so great to hear from an old friend, literally our forever friend on Total Betty. She is so sweet. We have had the pleasure of meeting her a few times now in our uh, long journey of podcasting. And it's just always great when we get to catch up with her and we appreciate her love and support. Just wanted to say thank you. Friend. Thank you, Jess. I love talking the White Lotus with you. <laughs> if you're watching the White Lotus, DM us on Total Betty Podcast Network on Instagram. I, I guess will talk I to you have about to it. watch the show. Uh, yeah. I thought it's... you weren't liking it at first. Oh, no, no. I've always liked it. Oh. I just necessarily didn't understand what the hell was What's happening. Going on? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's real good. Do you get the Theo Jamesness now? Do you get it? No? Uh, yeah, but like he's not for me. Wow. Her face. Yeah, is I mean, he Australian listen. in the show or no? No. Oh well. I I recognize that he is a very good looking person. Yeah, he is a very good looking person. They're all very good looking people on this show. It's true. Actors. As as per usual. As per usual. All right, let's. Uh, do you have an emoji to pair with this episode? I have beer. Sure, we could do beer. Just because JD gets very drunk. drunk. Very drunk. Yeah, so what you can do is you can stick that little beer emoji in an Apple podcast review, perhaps like cheers to these girls for recapping yeah. and doing doing the Lord's work, and I appreciate their companionship. <laughs> you could send it to us on Instagram, Tobey Podcast Network, or in the Discord, or through email. Either way, we just want to know that you listened to this episode, and it means the world to us and if you leave us a review you become the panther of the week and who doesn't want to be the panther of the week totally just a thought yeah for sure i'm pretty i'm pretty sure we've used beer before but that's okay that's all right emojis it's all it matches this episode it's just cheers and all around exactly i'm gonna give you the title for next week along with a quote yes and you can make some predicts okay Okay, so season three, episode seven, keeping up appearances. And the quote, dude, we're trying to shoot a video, man. Billy. (laughs) Are you shooting a porno? (laughs) Billy and Mindy are shooting a porno because they need money for their wedding. And so this is the only way they're going to be able to get some funds which I am highly interested in. I think this is going to be hysterical if I'm even anywhere close to being right. (laughs) 
And uh, I guess, or maybe they're doing some sort of like trailer for this home that they're flipping where they're going to show potential buyers uh, all the work they've done, something like that. When do you think this house is going to be done? We're on on episode, we'll be on episode seven next week. Maybe soon, maybe next week. Um, Because we have to wrap up some things. Yeah. I think. Um, I'm so intrigued about Jason Street. I'm so intrigued. Like, what's going to happen here? I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Next week, we get, we get some things for Jason Street. I look forward to that. I yeah. wish him all the best. I, and I <laughs> hope that all, I'm sure it will all work out for him. I just wonder yes. what that all working out is. Daddy, where is where, the baby? I just, I'm so... You know, my feelings on that are very wishy-washy. I just don't yeah. feel that whole thing. I, while I want him to be a father, it's almost like he doesn't really <laughs> he doesn't really need Aaron in that situation. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron, <laughs> but he kind of does. But he it kind of does because it's you know the baby yeah. is with her. Maybe I was gonna say maybe he'll fight for custody, but honestly, it doesn't seem volatile. Like they're not. It's not on that level. And from what everyone has been showing me, I think they'll probably end up being a nice, big, happy family. It's just how do we get there? Does he move um, out east with her and start some fancy schmancy career in, I don't know, let's just say like New York or New Jersey or Connecticut? He could, he'd okay. fit really, he'd fit well in Connecticut, I think. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. These are um, good, Liz. Okay. Very good. good. Is there anyone else? I mean, we didn't get much of Lila this week. We didn't Matt and Julie. I guess things will still be kind of like, will they, won't they in school? And they're going to kind of see each other in the hall and maybe they decide they should hang out. But what does that mean? I think navigating that. And uh, yeah, JD stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. JD McCoy. I, I still, I'm not bothered by this kid. We'll see. He's okay. <laughs> I, we feel for him. They do a good yeah. job, I think. Like, here we go, right? Here's a slow build of building the character, right? To For story. And then you have the Erin where we're like, we're not actually going to build for her because she doesn't matter. We're just going to yes. work on Jason and wrap him up and however we have to figure out what's going to happen here. That's exactly right. That's exactly that's it. all it is. That's what that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. We do have Will's football poetry corner at last, but not least, fingers snapping. Debut in a quarterback's debut game. All eyes are on him and his performance. JD debuts for the Panthers and wins by two touchdowns. Afterward, Dylan has their version of the debutante ball, replete with some drinking and shenanigans. I guess Orange County isn't so far away. (laughs) Which, you're right, Will. We did not talk about football at all in my recap. Yet, JD did great, and that's why Tim wanted to take him out drinking, as I talked about after the game. It was fine. So, uh, but yes, thank you, Will. Thank you, Will. Appreciate you always. Thank you so much for always sending your beautiful little blurb for the end of our episode. Yeah. We appreciate it. 
Uh, Thank you so much for listening this week and downloading and following and messaging us. If you want to be a part of the show, send us an email, talkintexasforever at gmail.com. We'll be back next week for season three, episode seven, Keeping Up Appearances. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at talkingtexasforever at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio, music by Anthony Vacora. <laughs>